Let us now turn for a short while with us to the help of the Lord to the chapter we read together, the 19th chapter in the Gospel according to Luke and reading again from uh, verse 9 And Jesus said unto him, that is unto Zacchaeus This day salvation come to this house for so much as he also is a son of Abraham for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. <clears throat> the words especially of the ninth verse, And Jesus said unto, them, unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. <clears throat> The conversion of Zacchaeus gives us to understand the way in which God works. That there is much work that is behind the scenes in the experience of the soul before that soul was brought ultimately to close in with the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her saviour. And the work of the Spirit is often going on even when the soul itself is not conscious of the fact that it is the Spirit that is working. The soul may be conscious of a certain air uh, uh, impressions being made upon him and certain facts being brought before him and certain convictions finding a place in his thoughts and they may not understand that these come from that these are coming from the Spirit of the Lord and uh, but where the Spirit of the Lord works effectively there can be no uh, a shortcoming there can be no failure for where he begins the good work he will bring it forward to the day of Jesus Christ and little did probably Nick uh, Zacchaeus know when he uh, ran up that when he climbed that tree when he sought to see Jesus that such an event was about to take place in his experience and such a manifest and glorious change in his whole heart. And the, we see here how effective the gospel is in dealing with the case of a sin, the sinner. It, uh, there is no sinner that uh, can say, well, the gospel will ne can never meet my case. The gospel is such that it meets the case of the sinner to the deepest depths to which the sinner may go and to the enmity, deepest enmity that he may show to the Lord Jesus Christ and to God the Father and to God the Holy Spirit. Here we see that was the subject of this conversion was uh, considered a great sinner. The 
Republican was held in very low esteem in the eyes of the publican. And the fact that he was stooped to the work of uh, gathering taxes that were levied upon his kith and kin was in itself an indication of how uh, empty he was of uh, uh, feeling and how engrossed in uh, the things of time and sense. And we see that here Zacchaeus <coughs> was the chief of the publicans and he was rich. And these things were uh, very much against any uh, impression being made upon such a person. They were such as were uh, liable and most uh, uh, likely to exclude that person from the impressions of uh, the gospel and uh, to ostracize that person from the Christian community. But we say that here the work of the Lord is brought before us in all its glorious majesty, in all its sovereignty, in all its uh, beauty and in all its perfection and in all its completeness in the life of this man. And uh, let us never think of, our, of us, we ourselves, having any finger in our own conversion. That uh, we are incapable of uh, uh, having anything to do with regard to our conversion. It is God that worketh in us. And the glory must be to God alone for the work that is done in the heart of the gracious soul. There, here we see in these words that Jesus uh, speaks to Zacchaeus, words that uh, bring before us the greatness of the event that took place and the change that took place in this man's life. This day has salvation. This day is salvation come to this house. And first of all, we would uh, uh, notice that what came to this house that day. Uh, this house, salvation. Salvation came to this house. And then we see how it came. It came in God's sovereign way. It came uh, in the person of Jesus Christ. And no sinner is saved apart from the person of Jesus Christ. For this is life eternal, to know thee that we know thee, the only living and true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Salvation is not something that is separate from the person of Christ, but eternally linked to that person, internally involved in that person, for he is, is the salvation of the soul. God, said the psalmist, is of 
mine inheritance and cup the portion, the lot that fallen is to me, thou dost maintain alone. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> we see the, the events leading up to this uh, climactic event when Christ came into the house of, of uh, Zacchaeus. We see that Zacchaeus was brought to know that Jesus was to pass by that way. And uh, he made an effort to see him. He probably heard about Jesus. And it's good to be hearing about Jesus, friends. It's good to be hearing the word of God. Probably Zacchaeus would, uh, will, would never really fully appreciate how much that event that took place that day was linked with the hearing that came his way about Jesus coming by. And we would urge from that how necessary it is and how great a blessing we enjoy when we can come to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perhaps you are saying, well, I haven't got, I've been coming to the church for many years and I'm still the sinner I was when I first began. That may be so, but don't stop coming to the house of God. Don't stop coming to the only word that can bring to your soul the very life you need, the quickening that could change all that and bring you uh, in the twinkling of an eye and unexpectedly to know a quickening of soul that would cause you to do as Zacchaeus did here when he wanted to see Jesus. Now there were obstacles in the way. As there will be obstacles in the way, set in the way by the enemy of our souls and by his agents in the world to prevent us or to try to prevent us from coming into living contact with the Lord Jesus Christ or coming to that conviction of sin that will issue in a true living experience of saving faith in Christ. And Nicodemus was a Zacchaeus was brought to see that this was to be so in his experience. And, but nevertheless, he did not let obstacles uh, prevent him gaining his end. In that he, that he used a sycamore tree because he was small of stature and climbed up that tree to see Jesus. It, might, uh, it, was, it was, wasn't easy to do it. It wasn't easy for a publican who was held in such low esteem by the multitudes to bring himself into such a view of uh, the people who despised him. But the matter in hand was much more important than the feelings uh, that he might have had with respect to how they, this, his action would be viewed. And so in respect of what it must, must, must cost him or what uh, uh, and things might be said about him or accusations thrown against him. He went and he climbed that tree. He climbed that tree to see Jesus. 
Little did he know that Jesus had was foreseeing all that was taking place. And when Jesus called him by name, he might well have asked him, How do you know me? And Jesus might well have answered, I knew you from all eternity. I knew you from all eternity. And so, friends, let us not think that we are coming to a person who doesn't know our state and condition, knows us better than we can ever understand or realize, and knows us as, well, as those who are stand in need for the very salvation that he has to offer and that he so willingly bestows. <clears throat> the great truth that was brought here forth here was not that Nicodemus saw Jesus, but that Jesus saw him. And that that seeing of, of, of uh, Zacchaeus was such as brought Jesus to say unto him, Zacchaeus, come down, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And uh, here was a meeting that was not to have a party, but a meeting that was to be for time and for eternity. And friends, when a soul is met by God in the sovereignty of his mercy and grace, remember that meeting is a meeting that knows no party, not even in any event of life. Not even in death, not even in eternity, there can be no party. For there is, in this effectual manifestation of God's mercy and grace, a linking of the soul to the person of Jesus that places that person forever in a living and eternal union with him, that time or eternity height nor depth, principalities or powers or any other thing can never break or separate. And uh, we see how Jesus makes this, uh, um, how he corroborates this and how he uh, brings it to fruition in staying, in coming to the house of Zacchaeus and in giving the additional intimation this day is salvation come to this house for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. And uh, hence we say that what came to the house of Zacchaeus that day was salvation. Now what are we to understand by salvation? Well salvation friend is so great, so vast, so inexhaustible in its extent and in its depth, its height, its length and breadth, that it will take eternity for us to unravel the glory and the majesty of this world. This salvation was none other than that God himself was coming to dwell in this man's soul. And uh, surely this is what has happened, what happens 
in the case of everyone truly brought to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. God comes in. God comes in and he comes in to reign. He comes in to take possession of our souls, to indwell us by his Holy Spirit, to make of us new creatures in Christ Jesus, regenerating us and making us to be just to and justifying us, bringing us into a standing with himself that cannot be altered in time and eternity and it is so complete that it won't be any com more complete when we get to heaven. It is, as, it is fully complete now. This day is salvation come. It's not that he is saying to, Nic to uh, Zacchaeus, this day you have, you have asked for salvation, nor that you have done that which uh, brings salvation to you, but that this day God is doing something that is bringing the very salvation to you, to your heart, to your life, to your whole uh, course now from now on and to the endless ages of eternity. The salvation that God's people come to know is a salvation that forever breaks them off from the life that they formerly lived. Here was a case he was already under the conviction of sin in such measure that he was uh, trying to, to rectify the wrongs that he had done to his fellow men. Uh, he could not probably rectify them all. Many of them had gone beyond the sin. But he was doing what was asked of him in the law to do. He said, Behold, all the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus says to him in these words, words which indicate that this, these things that he has mentioned is not a ground of salvation, nor does it any way merit salvation, but rather is a fruit of the glorious work of God's Spirit in Zacchaeus, which brings him to see how right and just and proper are the principles of grace. How uplifting and, and uh, edifying and how dignified these principles are. When we say what salvation came, well, this came a breach, we say, with the old life. For you cannot serve two masters. You cannot be in two camps at the one time. You cannot be with the world and with Christ. It must be a Christ or Balaam. It must be the world or Jesus as uh, your master and Lord. And hence we say that except a man be brought to know this experience, he cannot claim to be a subject of redeeming love or a sovereign grace. And uh, if a man comes, tries to earn salvation for himself or by his own works, he is doing the very thing that is offensive to God and destructive to himself. Because it is impossible for you and for me to take from our persons 
the smallest sin that ever we have committed. We can speak of small sin. And hence, this recognition is brought home with power into the heart of every true believer that it is God only that forgives sins. That it is only the blood of Jesus Christ which cleanseth from all sin and from all unrighteousness. It is only the power of God in uh, the work of redemption that can bring a sinner from the depths of sin to which he has fallen and from the inability and all the other disabilities that accompany the fact of sin and deliver him from all these and bring him into the liberty of the gospel and of the people of God. This, we say, was what was meant, salvation came. Well, when salvation came, there came not only that, but there came a hatred to sin, a, a hatred to sin, and a love to righteousness. God became their main object of Zacchaeus' uh, uh, life, of his thought and of his walk and of his daily living. And it is so with everyone who has been brought to know this experience. The, um, it is a salvation that brings us to recognize our debt to the person who has saved us. And that's an eternal debt. A debt that we can never pay nor are we asked to pay. But a debt that nevertheless reminds us of the fact of the greatness of our benefactor, the greatness of the person who, uh, out of his mere good pleasure, uh, did purpose to save from among sinners of mankind a, a number that no man can number and make of them his people and make of them his crown. This day, the salvation comes. But the salvation that came to Zacchaeus was a salvation that opened his eyes to what he was and to what he still is in his fallen nature. And there we see that is brought out in the experience of the apostle when he speaks of the the a principle of sin, finding a principle of sin in his person, which was warring against the principle of grace, and that this conflict went, in, went, went on in his being. It troubled him. The fact of the presence of sin was something that was a, a concern to him. And no doubt he gave it the greatest consideration and sought to seek an answer for it, and he got the answer. And he had, when, even when he had to come to the, this conclusion, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It was then that he could look out to the one and only source of relief and comfort and uh, deliverance that was afforded to him, and what a glorious deliverance that was. I thank God through Jesus Christ my Lord. And the more you and I 
are brought to realize that salvation is of grace, the more we will praise the Lord for it, and the more we will recognize what guilty creatures we have been, and how abominable is the sin that is with us still, and how we should die daily unto it and live unto righteousness. But I see the time is the salvation came to this house. That Jesus came to abide with Zacchaeus. This was an intimation that was embodied in these, this statement. You know what he said to the, the church of the Laodiceans? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and sup with him, and he with me. That this is the manner in which God is pleased to intimate to a soul that that soul is saved, that he comes to indwell that soul by his Holy Spirit, and that he turns the affections and desires of that person to the things of the Spirit, to the things that belong to the glory of God and to the salvation of the soul, and away from the things that he formerly sought and formerly followed and in which he thought he would get satisfaction for his soul. Oh, friends, how, how deceived men and women are how we, we were all deceived before uh, God met us in mercy as to what constituted uh, true piety, uh, true happiness, how we thought of fall, uh, the ways of the world as offering as the only uh, source of happiness and pleasantness and prosperity. But how the believer has come to see not only the fallacy of that the, of that thought, but the satanic uh, deceit by which men, by that very thought, are led astray into living lives of carelessness, carelessness with regard to the most important matters of life, with regard to issues that can only be solved by divine power, but which they are thinking are going to be solved in some mysterious way by uh, other means. Let us know that there is only one way by which your soul can be kept, by which your soul can be delivered from the power of darkness, and that is by Christ coming into it. It is only the power of God that can oust and overcome the power of sin and of Satan in your life and mine. And except we know that, we shall know not a life of success or a life of peace with God or peace with our fellow men, but a life which is from the very, every anger, uh, poisoned by sin and soured by sin and brought to ruin and will be brought at last to the eternal ruin from which there is no recovery. Salvation came to this house to make it a house full of joy. There is no house 
no heart that is that can claim joy or peace that has not this person dwelling in it, the Lord Jesus Christ. And oh friends, may, the, may we be brought face to face with these facts. No life can truly be happy that has no place for the Lord Jesus Christ. Men are trying it. We live in an age when uh, materialism has come to uh, such a pitch that this is the, the way men are looking at life. Give us plenty of money, give us housing, give us all the freedom that we want and then we'll be happy. Give the nation prosperity, give men work, yes, all these things are good in themselves, but none of them can bring us one drop of spiritual joy or one spot, drop of hope or one experience of peace. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. This is what was brought home and brought into the experience of Zacchaeus when salvation was brought. And here is salvation that caters for every need, that belongs to you as a human being and as a, as a sinner. It was a salvation that was absolutely complete, to which nothing had to be added, and from which nothing has to be subtracted. It was a salvation the salvation of God, a full salvation. You don't need anything more than that. You don't need anything more than this. To know God, whom to know, is life eternal. And this was the life to which Zacchaeus was introduced and to which, and which became his possession and which he is enjoying in the full measure in glory tonight and which he will enjoy throughout the endless ages of eternity. Ask yourself the question, what, what have you to look forward in life? What do you look forward to? Think of the issues that are before you. There's sickness before you. There's death before you. There's a judgment seat before you. What have you got to mm, provide for you in the face of these issues? In having to meet with God, in having to give an account of your stewardship. Have you anything that can give you hope in, in face of all these things? And we say, if you have not Jesus, you have no hope. For it is only having this mediator between God and man that gives to the sinner the hope that he needs and the hope that will never be put to shame. He hears the cares was brought to know that hope in all its uplifting and all its ministering qualities to meet his need and to give him the assurance and the certainty that irrespective of what would happen, even though he were asked to pass through deep waters and many trials, that in the midst of them all, he would have this, the friend that sticketh closer than a brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, as his portion. That can never be taken from you. 
and that's the portion that you and I as sinners need and that Zacchaeus was brought to know by Christ's coming into his heart and life as he did on this occasion. And we say that um, the Lord Jesus recognizes uh, Zacchaeus as one who was a son of Abraham. In other words, he was among those uh, for whom this very provision was made and to whom this provision is offered. God has uh, brought this before us that he has salvation to offer. He comes to this world to men and women of every class, of every description, of every cult, and that he offers them a real solution to their problem. There's only one solution to our problem. There are not many faiths that can meet our need. There's only one faith that can meet our need. There's only one person that can deliver us, and that is the one who has been appointed from all eternity to be the saviour of his people. For there is no other name given under heaven among men by which we must be saved. And if you reject that name, you're rejecting the very salvation you so desperately need. And we say that salvation in coming to this house brought the fullest blessing, the fullest joy, the fullest expectation, fullest hope, all that is calculated to uplift the soul and to make their feet like hinds' feet and to give them to face life in all its problems with that uh, sure and certain uh, hope that God will, will go before them as the breaker up of their ways and cause even the very uh, problems of life and the trials of life to redound to their good and to their well-being. For tribulations are given in a cup that God puts in our hand for the purpose of making us more and more dependent upon him and enabling us more and more to go to him, the only source from which true comfort can be received. This day is salvation come to this house. Has salvation come to your house? A young man, young woman, and there are many of you here tonight, and it's so beautiful to see you all here. We say, do not think that the world has something a magic to offer you as you grow up, that it has something to uh, accelerate your life and soul with a satisfaction that can make you independent of men and of, and of the gospel. Remember the gospel is projecting this very gospel before you as the only remedy, the only medicine, the only physician, the only salvation that can deliver your soul from going down to death and, for, and finally to eternal ruin by your neglect of the salvation that is offered. Here we see is the answer to every man's problem, be he young, middle-aged or old, or of whatever nationality, cult or colour that he may be. There's only one saviour, 
and that the Saviour that came to Zacchaeus and said, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Let us pray. O oh, gracious and ever blessed one, enable us to uh, thank thee for the gospel. We uh, would acknowledge our uh, inability to proclaim it as we would like. But we bless thee that thou art the one who can make that very gospel to be salvation to the souls of men by applying it to the hearts of sinners. And we bless thee that that gospel can break down the hardest resistance of the carnal heart to thee and can meet the need of the most abandoned sinner. We bless thee that it is still the same gospel and the gospel that alone can uh, meet us in our need. Forgive us, we beseech you, the imperfections of our worship, and do thou in thy mercy acknowledge thine own word, and what may we have, may we, may we may have said amiss, may it be forgiven by thee, and forgotten by men. Pardon, we beseech you, there are many sins, and love us freely for Christ's sake. Amen.